Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 63 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company, a leader in community software for digital marketing and support communities. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services that enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack! Welcome to Manic Monday. I hope that you had a fantastic weekend with your family and friends. If you are here in the U.S., this comes after the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, so hopefully you had a really great time with family and friends. Extra important then that I help transition you from that fantastic time that you had back into the work week where we're going to be talking all about numbers and measuring. And that's what we do on Manic Monday is focus on numbers, measuring, reporting, workforce management, and the like. So what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about measuring deflection. What? Yes, I know that sounds heavy, as it usually does on a Monday. But Deflection is very important. It's a huge topic of concern for all of us in large companies serving our brands and making sure that we are being good stewards of our company's funds and giving back return on investment for the capital that has been given to us. So measuring deflection is very helpful. Today, we're going to talk specifically about measuring deflection with surveys. But before we do that, I want to talk about today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from DBK and Associates, who said, every time self-service deflects a contact, it also helps 10 or more additional customers who never would have called. And our book of the day by Carl Anderson is Creating a Data-Driven Organization, Practical Advice from the Trenches. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Measuring deflection with surveys. Today's information is informed by Close Enough, Simple Techniques for Estimating Call Deflection by DBK and Associates. And there is a link to this paper in the show notes, which can be found at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 63. So when you get into the office or when you get off of the treadmill or walking the dog or going for that run, whatever you're doing, when you get back in front of your screen, just head on over to episode 63's show notes and just print yourself off a copy after you click the link. As usual, all of our books and resources can be found at sociallysupportive.com resources or on the show notes. 
So what are we talking about? What is the definition of call deflection? Okay, according to Frankie, creating a situation where a customer can receive the information he or she is seeking without the need to call into your call center is considered call deflection. It is important though to note that your actual deflection only applies to those who would have actually called you had you not solved their problem. It does not include people who would not have called even if you hadn't solved their problem. So this is a sticky situation for us to consider that you may or may not have considered before. One-to-one call deflection is very rare in any scenario. So when we talk about deflection, we say, I'm Susie, I'm a customer, and I have a question maybe about National Chewing Gums Company's new tutti-frutti flavor of chewing gum. I have this question. I go to some digital property, whether it's a community forum for National Chewing Gum, whether I'm tweeting on social, no matter what I'm doing, I take my question to a digital property. I'm not going to call on the phone yet. I'm just going to ask my question in a digital capacity. If I get the answer that I'm looking for and then I don't have to call in, that's great. There was no call to the call center. But was there going to be a call to the call center in the first place? I know you're like, Frankie, I haven't even had coffee yet. What the heck are you talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Digital channels are easier to reach out to than calling on a telephone. If you envision if you're Susie and you go, I wonder if they use Zorbitol in that new tutti frutti flavor of chewing gum. Hmm. I wonder. And you're Susie and you just sit with this thought. You know that in order to call National Chewing Gum Company and try to find the answer to this question in your consumer mind, you think you're going to have to find the telephone number. You're going to have to call that telephone number, probably get through some sort of IVR system, and your chances of actually finding the real answer from whoever does or does not actually answer the telephone, you might think that those chances are pretty slim. Now, the level of effort expended in order to make that telephone call is that baseline, right? The level of effort that a customer perceives in reaching out in a digital capacity tends to be much lower than the baseline for a telephone call. So the barrier to entry is less. Are you with me so far? So if I'm sitting there with my cell phone and I think, huh, I wonder if that new tutti frutti flavor of chewing gum that National Chewing Gum Company put out, I wonder if it has Zorbitol in it. You could pick up your cell phone and tweet to at National Chewing Gum Company and say, hey guys, just wondering, does the new tutti frutti flavor of gum have Zorbitol in it? And that's not a lot of effort on your part. You picked up your phone, you at mentioned them, and you sent a little question off to the universe. That effort's much lower than the making of the phone call, right? Or you could go to the community forum that you might be a member of because you're a big fan of National Chewing Gum Company. So you're in that community forum that they offer. So now you're just asking around. You're saying, hey, Bob or Susie, also a member or community manager, does this gum have Zorbitol in it? So that level of effort also is perceived by the customer as lower. 
So the number of times that a customer will reach out and ask in those easier channels is a little bit higher than if you have to pick up the phone. Because if you have to pick up the phone and you're Susie, you're thinking, "Uh, I, I wanna know, but I just don't care enough to call. So the numbers behind that are debatable. You never know how many more digital contacts are you going to create when your leaders from the contact center start talking about, are we just creating additional volume or are we truly deflecting volume? This is what we want to know. And this is some of the information that we're seeking. So do understand that what we're talking about today is for those people who, if they couldn't find out about that Zorbitol, they were definitely making a phone call. That's the particular group of people that we are talking about trying to understand deflection that has occurred because Susie was definitely going to call about that Zorbitol if you didn't solve that for her some other way, right? All right, so then if we want to understand deflection, first of all, how do you deflect phone calls? Well, in the example that I gave, we talked about some of the ways that you deflect phone calls. You provide another way that customers can receive the information that they would have gotten on a telephone call with you. One way would be an online chat, support chat, right? Or another way would be customer care over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, wherever you are that makes sense for your company. Another way would be SMS, texting, or what's becoming more and more popular, as we've just learned in recent episodes, messaging, whether you're doing messenger customer chat here pretty soon, or whether you're doing some other form of messaging communication. Those are other ways that you can offer support digitally. A second vehicle that you can be offering support is offering community support. Perhaps you have community forums where you're providing support. A third way would be offering self-service options that are, you know, just going to your website. Perhaps you have how-to videos out on YouTube, or maybe you have some sort of repository of information on your website where people can get answers to the questions that they have. So these are different ways that you can deflect phone calls. You're hoping that you're going to be sending customers to these vehicles rather than to your call center. Now, why would you prefer to have customers go other places than your call center? Traditionally, it's because it can be proven out in most cases that it is cheaper for a customer to reach out to any vehicle that's digital than it is for them to call people on your call center. The other reason that has become more prevalent is because customers prefer more and more these days to be able to self-serve or to get support from other people who are using your products and services. These are preferred methods rather than calling and talking to somebody at your company. So this is why you might want to deflect. Now, I also want to cover some myths about measuring deflection on self-service channels. Like I said, self-service deflection is not necessarily one-to-one. If you can measure the fact that a customer has gone and clicked on a document, for example, on your website and opened this document and read this document, this is good. If a document isn't opened, 
you probably do not have successful deflection. So if a customer is basically browsing around in your website, trying to find the answer, comes across a document, clicks on it, but doesn't open it, then they clearly probably didn't get the information out of the document. And that probably did not stop them from calling your contact center if that's what they were going to do. Another piece of information that is important, and again, a lot of this information that I'm giving to you through here is informed by the close enough simple techniques for estimating call deflection that DBK and Associates put out. So some of this you'll be able to find in there. This piece is in there. Another myth is that if a document is opened, that also doesn't ensure success. Just because someone opened your document that's on the website and read it doesn't mean that it answered their question or that it stopped them from calling you. So then we also look at another myth, document survey results cannot be applied across all sessions. What do we mean by that? So the example that is given by DBK and Associates is that if 3x people respond to your survey, so basically if three people respond to your survey indicating that their issues were resolved, and then one person indicates that the issue was not resolved by the information that you gave, it is not safe to assume a 75% resolve rate because survey completion percentages can be very low. Now, DBK and Associates is talking mostly about online information. What we know because of Messenger customer chat, as we talked about on episode 54, Messenger customer chat is one of the things that's coming out now that will allow you to send instant surveys to your customers. So if you're using Twitter surveys, if you're using Messenger customer chat surveys, if you've got your own survey mechanisms that are very quick for social media, you might have a higher take rate of surveys. We had Jason Valdina come on episode 59 where he was talking about Converse Social's case management. He did go back and mention Messenger customer chat and talked about, I believe he said, I hope I don't get this wrong, I think he said that they were talking about up to 40% take rates on surveys. So take this piece with a grain of salt, but know that 40% is still not 100%. If you go out and you say that you've got a 75% resolve rate, that may not manifest completely in your numbers at the end of the year. And your finance department may be raising an eyebrow at you because it can't be one-to-one correlated. So just know that. That's a myth. And the last thing we'll say about myths is that one successful self-service incident does not necessarily equal one successful deflection. What? I know if someone tells you on a survey that you did solve their problems and that that's really fantastic, it doesn't mean that that person was going to call in if they didn't get their answer. If we go back to the Zorbital example, the reason that I sort of put that out there is because if you think about it, you may sit around on your couch and be curious about the ingredients in your chewing gum. I know that's probably far-fetched, but even if you were, you're not going to be that motivated most of the time to pick up the phone and call about that. So there's got to be a level of that applied in where you know that Somebody may ask you a question on social, they may find their answer, they may say that everything's great, they were never going to call you anyway. So your deflection doesn't show that person in the number results that you wind up getting. So then knowing all that, how do we start to try to estimate deflection? 
Well, there are equations that are given to you in this paper, close enough, simple techniques for estimating call deflection. So if you like things given to you in sort of a mathematical equation format, that is in the paper. I will illustrate so that you can understand it while you're multitasking and driving or riding the train or whatever's happening. This is talking about using surveys. So they say, let's ask three simple questions. There's two steps. Number one is using your survey tool, ask three simple questions. The first question you want to ask is this, and you can phrase it differently. I would phrase it differently, but here's how it's pretty much phrased in the paper. Thinking about the last time you reached out to our digital care team, I put that part in there, which would include social chat, SMS, community forums, etc. And thinking about the reason you went there, were you successful in accomplishing your goal? The second question is if they said yes, that they were successful. The next question you ask would be, if you hadn't been successful, would you have called us? If they had answered no, that they were not successful in accomplishing their goal, then you want to ask them, did you eventually call us for the same reason? And then the third question is a qualitative question. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your digital customer experience with us? So that's the first part of estimating deflection with surveys is you give a survey. Those are the three questions you're lining out. You're sending that out to as many people as you can. The DBK and Associates said, try to do 200 people. I think in social, we might be able to do more than that in a very quick span of time. But you probably want to give yourself a month or two or something like that to see what happens with these survey responses. Then the second step is turn deflection into dollars. And this is important. Number one in turning deflection into dollars of four steps is take the total number of survey responses that indicated they would have called if they hadn't gotten their issue resolved in the digital space. And then number two, multiply that total number of survey responses that said they would have called, multiply that times the cost per transaction of your telephone calls. Then Third step, calculate the difference in cost between call center transactions and the particular digital transactions you're reviewing. So whether what does it cost for you to do your chat or your social, whichever digital channel you're in. Then, this is important, you need to layer in any supposition data into this equation. So this includes the total number of surveys for the period of time that you've surveyed versus the total number of transactions completed during this time. So if you're used to doing 50 to 75,000 posts per month over social media, that's your total volume that comes in, and you successfully had 2,000 surveys turned in, then you want to know that your sample size of survey data is X percent of the universe of possible transactions. This helps to give scale to the number of answers that you were given. Don't forget that. And then you also want to have another thing that helps you scale, which is the total number of surveys that you sent out versus the total number of surveys that were actually returned. And then you can put in anything else that's important to your organization, but those are a couple of things that I will call out. And then you should have in there 
the delta that's acceptable to your financial organization, your financial analyst, that says that there is the delta between the amount of money it would have cost to handle these transactions over the telephone versus the amount of money that it costs to handle it in a particular digital space. And then you should be able to say that the difference between those two is the amount of money that you have saved and the total number of transactions that were not handled on the telephone because they were handled in your space. It's not fully representative. It's partially representative. But that's a really good start to understanding what are you doing in the realm of deflection if you're not looking at that yet. Okay, that's what I've got for you today in terms of measuring deflection with surveys. Now, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a variant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Because customer support communities create a compelling return on investment and give your customers the support options they want, as we discussed earlier between SMS and social media and calling in. Sometimes customers also want to have a community they can be part of where they can either find the answers on their own or rather than talking to your company in any kind of way, they want to be able to talk to other customers about what they're going through. Also, by moving common support cases online, resolutions to cases can be used again and again, and you quickly see which topics cause the most issues. Telligent's largest customers use their community to plan the staffing of their support senators because communities provide an early warning of incidents that are occurring with products. This type of optimization ensures that they maximize the investment in support. And remember, every page is page one, and the Telligent community is optimized for SEO. So head on over to Telligent.com today to find out what Telligent can do for your digital customer support program. All right, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, send me your information at Frankie at socially supportive.com and I will play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so that we can do a fantastic job of delivering digital customer care. And if you see someone who's doing it well, let me know. Email me at Frankie at socially supportive.com with the company name. I'll figure out who it is that's in charge of their digital customer care program, get them on the show and try to get them to tell us exactly how they do that. All right, this has been Manic Monday. I hope this was a smooth transition from your weekend. Tune in tomorrow for Tech Tuesday, where we will have some more information for you on all things technical. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.